Hi, and welcome again to another episode of Not Your Average CEO Lifeline. Today, we are joined by online business manager, Molly Lemuth. Molly, thank you so much for joining us. We are excited to have you speak to our audience. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your business? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. I'm excited to be here. Um, So I am an online business manager or OBM. Um, I'm fairly new to the OBM title, but I have worked in business management and operations my whole life. Um, I started working in the nonprofit industry uh, for several years doing the admin operations and behind the scenes type work. And then last year decided to start my own business. Um, And so I'm learning to apply my admin operations and management skills to the online space um, and support online business owners. So as an OBM, I help manage the back-end tasks in the business so that the business owner can focus on the more important things that only they can do as CEO. Um, This looks different for each business that I support, but it can include things like um, creating and documenting processes and SOPs or standard operating procedures, Um, streamlining workflows for greater efficiency, handling the day-to-day admin tasks that keep the business running, uh, managing the team to ensure deadlines are met, uh, really whatever it is the business needs support with at that time. Um, And I love working with heart-centered and impact-driven businesses that are trying to support people and really make a difference in the world. I love that, Molly. What drove you to start your own business and started in the OBM realm? Yeah, of course. So um, I've always loved working in admin and operations and supporting people and doing what they love. Um, I'm very organized and detail oriented. um, And so my skill set fits in nicely with an OBM. Um, It kind of has just been what I've always wanted to do. Um, So when I started out online, I actually started as a VA or virtual assistant, um, and I hadn't heard of the OBM title before. Uh, But then I met some other OBMs towards the end of last year, uh, learned more about their work, and it just really clicked. Um, It felt like what I was meant to do, and it's the type of work that really brings me joy. You are speaking with today two very detail-oriented and analytical uh, workers. So we definitely understand the passion for strategy and workflows and and making things efficient. What advice do you have for our listeners, maybe if they're not like us, right? What advice do you have for them improving their operations or, you know, their workflows or their SOPs? Yeah, for sure. So I always like to start off by really defining what a business system is um, a lot of a lot of times we throw that term around, um, especially in the OBM space, and everybody kind of has a different idea of what it is or a different definition. Um, so I like to define it as a repetitive or documented process that outlines how to do something in your business to achieve your business goals. Um, so with that in mind, um, the first step to improving your operation system. I would say is to first write them down, like try to write down the entire process from A to Z, include all the details you can, also include any resources that you need for that project or that process, whether that's um, like links to other documents that you might need, links to logins that you might need, um, really anything that you need to complete the process entirely. 
Um, you could also record a video of yourself doing the process and then transcribe that video if that's easier. Uh, basically, you want to create an SOP or standard operating procedure for this system. And then once that's all written down, um, I recommend to go through the process and streamline it. So really in this step, you're looking to identify areas that you could um, either combine to save steps, you could look for places that could be automated, that you could implement automations. Um, think about where you could start using different tech tools that might save you time in the process. Um, find places where you could create templates so you don't have to like rewrite the template or redo it e anew each time. So if you like are sending an email as part of this process and the email is worded basically the same every time, if you have a template for that, then you don't have to rewrite it each and every time. Um, and then once you've identified uh, where you can streamline those processes, uh, the next step is to implement those changes in the process and then update the, uh, the document or SOP that you've created. So it's very important to keep the SOP up to date as much as possible so that anytime um, someone new comes on board, they have that as a reference. Or if for some reason you can't do the process this week, someone else could come in and follow the SOP and really have everything that they need in place to um, like do the process, even if you know, you don't, you're not overseeing them. Um, and I would also recommend that you use this SOP the next few times you do the process, uh, just to make sure that you've included all the steps and it's easy to follow. I know I do this and I'm always like, oh, wait, if I'm following the SOP, like I, I left this part out or, you know, I need to add uh, more context to this step to make it, um, you know, more easily readable and, and followable. And then basically you just repeat this process for each of your business systems. And eventually you'll have like a manual or an SOP vault or folder documenting all of your systems, uh, which makes it a lot easier to train new team members and also ensures that all of your processes are done the same way each and every time that you do them. What would you say to our listeners who may be thinking, especially if they're a CEO, may be thinking, oh my gosh, this is a lot. I don't have time. You know, this sounds great. I don't have time for it. Yeah. What would you say to them? You know, what advice do you have if they're really afraid to put processes in place or uh, have workflows or SOPs? What would, what advice do you have for them? The easiest thing obviously is to hire an OBM to help you out with your processes. Um, an OBM can really establish these processes for you and your business um, and help you out with that, getting organized and everything. Um, but if, you, um, if you're really struggling with like the idea of setting systems up on your own um, and it is very overwhelming, I recommend that you, um, you first off start like sit down and just think about it. Like think about which processes you need, which systems you need, um, which processes you do repetitively, like each day or each week that could be streamlined or optimized. So if you're doing like the same thing over and over, usually those types of things can be systemized and then you can, you know, save time overall while you're doing those. So, um, first off, put a lot of thought into it. Like what systems would really be helpful 
um, and which systems like are most important in your business that you want to start off with. And then once you get a good idea of um, those systems that would actually be helpful, um, then start doing some research, um, especially around tech tools. So just a little caveat with tech tools, it is easy to invest in all the tech platforms out there and you can easily get overwhelmed and stop using them. Speaking from experience, if you have like too many tech platforms going on, it can just be overwhelming. So research like specific tools that are available for what you wanna do um, that could help you with your system or process. Look at the reviews, compare the pricing, um, try a demo if it's offered. A lot of tools out there have like a demo period that you can try it out for a week or two weeks or, or however long, um, which is really helpful. And then uh, you can also research the process that you're doing in general. There are tons of resources online. Google is your best friend here um, to see if anyone has any articles written on this topic, um, any templates or workflows, um, really any outlines that could help you get started here. Also, when you are uh, researching the different tech tools, um, see if there are any that could help you with multiple systems rather than just one. For example, like a CRM might also have a task management system built in, um, or a, like a project management system might also be able to double as a CRM. And so if you're able to combine multiple um, tasks into one tech platform, then you won't have like so many different platforms to manage and it'll feel a little less overwhelming. Um, and then, yeah, once you get this process or system down in your head, make sure you write it down, as I mentioned before, or record like a video SOP to document it, which will just help you streamline and improve um, and train other team members in that process eventually. Um, so yeah, basically just take it one step at a time, um, put a lot of thought into it rather than just like grabbing the newest, latest thing. Um, and if you like, if this is still overwhelming and you really just want to know which systems to implement first, I would really recommend a lead capture process, a client onboarding process, and a client communication process. Your lead capture process is basically not only how you generate leads, but how you capture their information. So maybe you have a form on your website that they fill out. Maybe they just send you a DM on Instagram. Um, but basically, when someone reaches out to you, like what happens next? Do you send them an email? Do you send them a welcome packet? Do you send them a link to your calendar so they can schedule a meeting? Um, really kind of figure out that workflow and create a process around it. Um, and then the second one was your client onboarding process. So that's basically once a, a client signs on with you and they, uh, they say they want to work with you, um, what happens next? So do you send them a contract? Do you send them um, an invoice? Do you send them another scheduler to get, you know, more meetings on your calendar? Um, do you need to send them a welcome packet or really anything that will like, you know, set you your relationship up for success moving forward? Um, and the third one recommended that you establish first is your client communication process. So basically how you're going to be communicating with that client moving forward, um, whether you're using email or Slack or text messages, um, maybe you're communicating through a project management system, um, you know, collecting any kinds of logins or passwords that you need, 
uh, to really communicate well and also like sharing access to those kinds of things that you'll need to, um, you know, make your partnership successful. I hope you all have pen and paper because <laughs> Molly is giving invaluable advice. So I suggest rewinding pen and paper for all of you CEOs or executives who are struggling in this area. I think you really hit the nail on the head with saying, don't dive into all platforms at once. You know, it can be quite overwhelming. And if you are struggling, if this is the right way to go, should I put processes in place? Am I doing it all myself? I think a lot of people forget that streamlining those repetitive processes saves time and money. It allows them to focus their time on other aspects of the business rather than the same task every day, right? That could be, even if it's an hour or two hours out of your day, that could be done, you know, focused on networking, or it could be focused on propelling your team members or any other realm aside from a repetitive task that can be streamlined easily by an OBM or, you know, someone in your office that can assist you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's like really what an OBM does is tries to find those places in your business that you can save time. So like helping you to do the things that you either don't like to do or aren't in your zone of genius. And you could be spending your time doing other things um, and like really doing like the visioning of the company um, relating to your clients, um, working on your like Uh, presence to your clients, um, all of that kind of stuff that only you as CEO can do. Um, Your OBM comes in and takes care of the things that don't have to be done by you so that you can save time to do more important things that you actually enjoy doing. Can you tell us, Molly, what the the phrase, not your average CEO means to you? I love that you picked this as the title for your podcast. Um, To me, not your average CEO means that you're more than the average of the CEOs around you. So I don't know if you've heard the saying, um, I forget who said it, but it's you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, And to me, not your average CEO is a reminder to not just be the average of the other CEOs around you or those you follow on social media, but to embrace the CEO role as your own and really be the best CEO you can be. Uh, Something that I've learned in building my own business is that there are as many ways to create a business as there are business owners. Um, Everyone does it a little differently and what works for one person isn't going to work for everyone else. So uh, really just like embracing that role as your own, trying to think as the CEO and act as the CEO and and really come into your power as CEO. I love that. I love that, Molly. I, I thank you for that advice for our listeners. Of course. Do you have any last minute tips or advice for our listeners in general, maybe starting, you know, a business or uh, starting their workflows or SOPs? What uh, advice do you have for them? I would say in general, in starting a business, uh, make sure that you're taking care of 
yourself as well. Uh, starting a business has been a lot harder than I anticipated it to be. Um, and so like you really want to make sure you're taking care of yourself and your mental health as well um, all along the way to make it sustainable for the long term. Um, so something that I often fall into um, in, in my business is comparing myself to the other business owners out there and you know their success and their timeline and it can be easy to think that I'm behind or not good enough or I'm a failure uh, when I see everyone else posting about like their success and their growth. Um, so even though like Instagram is a huge platform for my business, I oftentimes have to take breaks every now and then and do like check-ins to make sure I'm using the platform productively and I'm not just like comparing myself to everyone else on the platform. Um, but that I am really owning my CEO role and knowing that, um, you know, I can do this and I can do this my way. And so, um, yeah, so basically just really, really checking in with yourself, taking care of yourself. Um, and secondly, um, this uh, something else that I've struggled with, uh, which was like an assumption or mindset of mine is really overestimating the time it takes to get things started in a new business. Um, so you oftentimes hear success stories of people like finding their first client in their first week or their first month. Um, and that's not how fast it goes for everybody. And it's not how it worked out for me. Um, and I think as business owners, we really um, I mean, we always want to portray the successful and positive sides of our business. And so that's what we talk about all the time. Uh, but it's okay to talk about the harder side of things too, and really be real. And what I found is when you start talking about that, there are like so many other business owners out there who are like, thank you for starting this conversation and being vulnerable. Like, let's get oh, yeah. together They're and definitely. support each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So just, you know, really be real. Like everybody says, you know, be yourself in your business and that's how, you know, you attract your ideal clients and everything. Uh, but I think you can be yourself and only portray the good side. Um, but just know that it's okay to like put some, some of the things you're struggling with out there as, as well. Um, and trust your own intuition, which usually knows best uh, rather than just trying to follow what everyone else is doing. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, Molly, for all this invaluable advice. I hope everyone had a pen and paper. If not, you go back and re-listen. Um, <laughs> it has been a true pleasure. Can you let us, uh, our audience know, Molly, where they can find more about you? Uh, thank you so much once again for having me on the podcast today. This has been um, a great experience and I love sharing more with you and your listeners. Uh, you can find me on my website at mollylemuth.com or on Instagram at mollylemuth.obm.